0: Jesus, this is your chapel. I pray that you'd speak so loud and clear and you'd roam this room that people couldn't help but say, wow, Jesus is speaking to me, not Edgar. And I pray that you'd be so clear with your message that people would respond. Some might ask you to to save them. They're coming to meet you for the first time, Jesus, and right here you are with your arms open. And some people might need to come back and say, I've been doing things I'd rather not do and I'd like to confess my sins and be closer to you. So some people are coming back close to you. So Jesus, I just pray that you'd have your way. And may we have a great chapel together. In Jesus' name, amen. There are some people here, that means you, that uh, I want to review with. If you remember the first night, the very first night, you probably remember what we covered. I don't know if you do or not. We'll see. if. I'll punch you up some hints for you, and we're going to go straight through them. Raise your hand, so we will not just yell out. Hey, don't raise it yet. You got to better see what I'm on. This is a notebook. If you haven't seen a notebook before, some of you've been taking notes. Thank you. Not just for me, but you're going to remember long after I'm gone. You're going to remember what Jesus said, what I've learned in chapel this week. On Monday night, raise your hand to me. What it was? All right. Let's. I guess so many would we'll just sitting in unison. what? What's in my wallet? Let's see if you're right. Yeah. What's in your wallet? Or another way of saying that, we might want to say, "What's what's really valuable to you? What's precious to you? What's number one in your heart?" Remember our skit, actually, Nandy and so appropriately. Hey, we set up here, family, to you. What's valuable? Jesus never made their list. Of course, that was just a skit, but I hope He's on your list. You remember who we used to bring us out to you? Well, let's see. If you're right, then God's blessing uh, was really the valuable thing. But you're right. I think somebody's already said His name. Naboth and Gus. Anybody remember Naboth? Nobody's going to buy my land. I'm not selling it. Gus, nothing's going to stop us from getting you to Jesus. Let me give you a picture and see if you agree with this then. Some people think, what's that guy holding? Money. money. That's what's in most people's wallet. That's my valuable thing. Well, And Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose what? His soul. soul is more valuable than money. Tuesday morning, what did you learn in chapel? Oh, y'all got good memories. Wow. Smart groups. What's the P stand for? Personal. S stands for? Y'all are pretty smart. Next to S. Next S. And this might be a reminder when you go back home next week. This is not going to happen overnight. I'm going to memorize my Bible. Not in one night you won't. I. It'll take a little bit of... So when you go back next week, picture y'all's little lives as flowers, and we're going to water them, and it's going to look like this. It's going to take a little bit of time. You're not going to become a great Bible scholar overnight. I'm not, and I'm 50. Okay? Be patient, but thank you for at least knowing it's going to take time, and you're going to go through these five things. Tuesday night. Oh, you'll never remember this. Or maybe I should give you a hint. I think he stood over there in that door frame. Well, it was David and Goliath, but let's see if you remember, first of all. You know what makes us, uh, why don't we make, if we, if we think Jesus ought to be number one, yeah. What keeps us from doing that? We're all scared. Here's what, uh, let's see if you just run through this. What keeps you from living for Christ? You said it. It's what? Fear. Ooh, next thing, I guess you can remember this right here. What taught us about fear? Shoot it up, Randy. <clears throat> David and Goliath. And we said some people have giants in their life that aren't flesh and bone. Some people have giants in their life like this. They have friends that just seem like they make fun of Christians. That's a giant. A giant is anything that sort of stands in our way of serving God. That's what stood in David's way. And David says, enough of this, I'm going to serve God. So I thought I'd just put this little reminder up. David and Goliath, yeah. Right there is what stops us from serving God. Not a big giant. A crowd. Friends. Sometimes even family. You're not going to church again. I would hate that any mom or dad would say that. But I don't know. Somebody in here might place it. Tuesday is finished. Let's go to Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Now we get to find out who's really paying attention and taking notes. What do you think? Well, let's give you a little hint. Maybe you remember this. Show me your grace. We found two people who were in desperate need of Jesus. They were desperate, they were discouraged. Who were they? There right, you go. Let's see. A pleading man and a bleeding woman. Anybody remember their really names? Jairus and... and Nameless. Let's see if you're right. Yeah, Jairus and Nameless. What's 12 long years, Preston, got to do with those two people? Had... It like a old so both of them have been suffering about the same time. Wow. they got something in common. Let me give you... Now, don't forget. When that woman touched Jesus, what did she do? Boom! <laughs> like that. Wow. That's what she felt. Here's what she looked like. (coughs) Oh, well, it's... Ah! Ah! There it is. She got shocked three times. It felt like a lightning bolt going through her. And Jesus stopped and said, Power left me. And it did. By the way, listen now. Don't talk to the person beside you. Listen. Would God not give you that same power tonight to change your life? Sure He would. Don't think that bleeding woman's got an advantage on you. Oh, he loves her more than me. Wrong. He loves me just as much as you did. David killed a giant. Peter walked on the water. And this bleeding woman, he loves me. Whew, that's humbling. Wednesday night last week, on last night, excuse me, out there at the lake. Let's see. Some of you were asleep laying on the bank, but I hope that... Oh, you do remember. Here they go. For Putting your money where your mouth is. Hey, if you're going to say you're going to do it, James says it this way. If you're going to talk the talk, then do what? Quit telling people you're Christians and then going out cussing and acting like the world because you make the rest of us who are trying to live for the Lord look bad. Oh, I know you. Like our film member the other night. Oh, we know you all Christians. Sad to say that's the way some Christians do it. Here's four D's. If you really want to put your money where your mouth is, start being dedicated. That means do the things you don't really like to do. Get up in the morning and read your Bible. I don't want to. Do it anyway. Deny yourself those temptations and say I'm going to quit doing the things that come easy because we're sinful creatures. How often do you do it? Daily take up thy cross and follow me. Not on Sundays only. Daily. And it's a decision of yours. You remember who we talked about? The two people? Daniel and... Yeah, don't you remember? Daniel was from nobility. Jesus was the king of kings. Yes, there you go. Here's a picture just to remind you. If I put a chart on you next week when you went home and said, Okay, how are you doing on Monday? Tuesday. I hope that we see a steady growth. And after a few weeks, don't think that you've got to change. Oh, by Monday I've got to be perfect. Quit doing that. A quitter is not someone who gets knocked down. A quitter is someone who what? Stays down. If you get knocked down, get back up. We're going to see. It might be slow. This is my Christian walk right here. As long as I keep going, that's all I care. Don't ever feel like i got to quit. Well, we're up to Thursday morning. What do we talk about today? Seeking who? Yeah, here we go. This morning we went looking for Jesus. In case you guys weren't in chapel, some of you weren't here, we went looking for Jesus. Really? And we looked for him from before birth and to the time he died. So I guess we looked for him from when? From the womb to the tomb. Who looked for him? Well, Herod, right. I heard somebody say that. Herod, Mary, Joseph, and a host of others, and hopefully you went looking for him too. I even gave you this little thing. Don't worry, it's not due to Lamar. We went looking for Jesus, and then I'm going to let you go looking for some of these books in the Bible. Wow, we are arrived. Y'all are pretty smart. I think, notice I heard the answers get gradually quieter as we come on. Here it is tonight. Boom! Oh, I'm sorry. That's me being overlooking for the... What's Jesus saying? in John 14, 6? I'm the way, the... This man must be looking for the uh, truth. And we sometimes think of it as scales. So go looking for the truth. And Paul said in John 8:41. What? what was that verse, Paul? John, no, one. 8, 32, I believe. Says what? free, and you should be free indeed. Here's, Wow, here we are. Next thing. Tonight we're going to talk about a mountain. Now, Sir Edmund Hillary, uh, he climbed Mount Everest, and he's, um, wow, he's world famous. He climbed that, and he was one of the first people, and they said, how come we didn't see your picture? Well, he was holding a camera. The guy he went with couldn't, didn't know how to operate the camera, so Sir Edmund Hillary took his picture instead, but he was of so like the guide. But he's the first person to climb Mount Everest. Since then, how many people have climbed it? I mean, Andy, 1,200. Not so much of a feat anymore, but after you uh, you get on a certain level of this mountain, guess what? Breathing gets so so hard, you'll actually have blood coming down your face because the air is so thin. And some people use oxygen. Did he use oxygen, Andy? Did he put a tank on and all that stuff? Yeah, he has to strap that on or you just about pass out. That's hard to believe that you climb a mountain. Well, I'm not going to talk about Mount Everest tonight. I'm going to talk about Mount Sinai. I'm not going to talk about Sir Edmund Hillary. I'm going to talk about a man named... Who climbed to Mount Sinai? Moses. This is my favorite message all week. I have gave you some good ones, hopefully. But this is the one I get excited about. Because this is my last night with you. Save the best to last. Watch this. What I've learned in chapel. Tonight I hope you're going to learn this. If I ask God to show me your glory, I get emotional sometimes when I think about this because, uh, well, I'll stick to my game plan here. Wow, this is already... If you say, show me your grace. Press the pick on you again. Show me your grace. Who gets his grace? You do? So guess what you're asking him for something. When you say, show me your glory, guess who's really getting the limelight now? He is. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Jesus is the sun, and the sun shines on the moon, and I'm the moon. I'm full of pockmarks, I'm dirty, I'm grimy, I'm filthy, and the sun shines on the moon, and you'll look at and say, doesn't the moon look beautiful? Did you know that the moon is just a clump of dirt, and if it wasn't for the sun shining and reflecting unto him, the moon would be ugly? I'm the moon. You're the moon. Jesus, the sun, shines on me and makes me look good. If it wasn't for Him, I wouldn't be anything but full of pockmarks, scars, and holes, and dirt. Don't ever forget that. And here's what you do. If you got your grandmother and sat down with her and said, Grandma, I know you want a dollar, don't you? No, no, Grandma, please. You want my car? No. No. Grandma, I want to ask you something that we don't often do. Would you tell me what it was like when you were a little girl? Wow. You're asking about me. Well, I, Abe Lincoln and I were growing up together. and No, no, it wasn't quite that old. I won't pick on grandmas. One day I'll be a grandfather, so I better not pick on it. But I'm going to ask you this. If you sat down with your grandmother and said, tell me what it's like, and she said, let me show you my photo album. Now, this is when I was a little girl. See, you're not asking of yourself. You're asking of her. And you're almost giving Grandma a chance to do something. Go ahead and say it. We're giving her a chance to what? Hmm. Sort of. Let's just... What? Brag. Grandma, brag. Brag. If, if if someone was strong, we're almost saying, hey, Grandma, show me your photo album. If it was somebody else would say, Dad, flex your muscles one time. Show me how strong you are. Well, just think. If I sit down with God and just say, show me your grace, save me, cover up my... God, can I ask you something? Would you show me your glory? Oh, I thought you were going to ask something. God, can I look at your photo album? Well, sure, here it is. A long time ago when I made the world, it was over in Genesis. Oh, God, tell me... And we're just listening to God. We're giving God a chance to brag. Watch this. God, show me your glory. And it's like, God, show me how strong you are. And God goes, okay, you ready? And we just want to see something. If God was on a basketball court, what would He do? He's not going to dunk one. (laughs) There you go. Dunk it with your knees like he did yesterday. Okay. (laughs) And we're just sitting there watching him perform. It's like, wow. Does God want to do that? Listen, you're all he's got here in the world. Angels can't do what we do. Angels only dream of what I can do. And God's, you're his showcase. You're his sort of flashlights. And God says, let me really go through you and make you shine. No, we keep, God, can you give me another battery? Oh, my. Sure, President, here's your battery. Andy, here's your new bulb. What if you said, God, I'm ready? shines in me. You really want me to? Yeah. Can you imagine God like that? Wow. Fleshy muscles. I'm going to talk about a man. This is starring Moses. Wow. I believe that's... Uh, I'm going to start with a reminder to us all that it's not about us tonight. For the next, whatever I have, 30 minutes or something, for, Forget you. Remember the other night I let you be selfish when I said be personal, and claim Jesus is yours. Tonight I'm going to be the opposite. Quit thinking about you. Quit, you know, don't give any attention to anybody. If somebody pinches you, just say, "I forgive you," and keep listening to me. Because here's what Jesus wants you to do: we're going to give Him glory. We give Him the attention. No one around us. God, show us something tonight. Here at tapawinga you come out of heaven, come down here, surround this place. You think anybody believe in God? Anybody believe in the devil? Oh, all the hands should have stayed. The devil, the devil wants to. Let's pretend like we're a basketball team. You can put your hands down. You know who I want to guard? The people that are scoring. If somebody comes down and takes a shot, oh, throw it in the crowd. I don't worry about him a whole lot. You know, if a woman knocks her coke out of her hand, ah, what are you? You have know, next layup, knocks a light out. I don't guard him a whole lot. But if somebody comes down and keeps scoring. I tell you what, Paul Aru and his staff or whoever, Mr. Day, just pick a name. You guys, y'all are the stars this week. The devil can't stand that. Well, don't get scary now. Yeah. So he's probably sending things to distract us tonight. He's probably roaming the chapel. Well, don't make us scared. That's all right. I serve a God that's bigger than the devil. I'm not scared. I come in his might. I'm just like the little boy named David. Bring him on. I got five rocks. I'm not scared of you, devil. But I do pray that you'd keep your eyes focused on Him. Here's a quick story. We're going to leave Moses. Uh, forget that and we'll go to something else. Okay, picture this right here. This is a room. Well, matter of fact, let's make it a house. It's a miniature house. Just, just pretend in our mind. Well, it's really a big one just in your mind. Here's a house. And God says, Would you watch my house? I've got to go out of town. You can be a house setter for me. All you got to do is stay in the house. Enjoy all you want. And here's what we do. Unlock the door. We go in and we sit down. He's got mirrors around and everything. Wow, this sort of mood. It's the foyer. We don't know that. And we hang our coat up. Two weeks later, God comes back and he says, Edgar, how'd you like my house? Well, that's a neat foyer. Foyer? Did, did you go through the. Uh, let me show you something. He opens up a door and goes, huh? Wow, there's more rooms? And he takes me in the next room and opens up a door. Olympic sized swimming pool. You, you you could have went swimming if you wanted to. I don't know, you had a pool. Opens up a next door, full court basketball, hardwood floor, you know, parquet, fits together, eight thousand dollars. I didn't know there was a full gym in here. Oh, that's nothing. Come out opens up a bedroom, it's the size of this room. You know it's like Wow. Did you want something to eat? Opens up a next door twenty two people and staff. Whatever you want to eat, we'll fix it for you. I didn't know they were back here. I've been eating oatmeal cookies and standing up for you for two weeks. <laughs> well, whose fault is that? Guess what? Don't laugh at me too much. You're just like me. Because God says, let me show you something. No, that's okay, God. I want, I want, to, just, I want to get saved. And that's enough. Oh, well, I can show you some fancy things. No, that's okay. I can make it thunder whenever I want to. God can do anything He wants to. And you know what we settle for? We stay in the foyer. But you know why we do that? Maybe sometimes we do this. Fear. I'm scared to go in the rest of the house. That room had mirrors in it. You know what? We like to sit in there and look at ourselves. Maybe I don't know what our excuse is, but God's got so much more for you. Wouldn't you want to get past that first room? Okay, so wherever you are in your faith tonight, I'm going to get you out of the foyer. I'm going to try to get you out of the foyer. And I hope you end up in part of the house. And wouldn't it be neat? Wouldn't it be neat if you could go all through that and say, What are you really saying, Edgar? Is that a house? Well, that's my faith. Have you ever met someone that doesn't stay in the foyer? Have you ever met people that live in other rooms? Have you ever met those kind of people? I shake their hand while I was talking to God the other day. It's like, whoa, really? And my mama used to pray. Hairs would come up on my arm. And I'd sit down and I wish she was still here because I going to, have to find about 30 people to pray for me to replace her. Because she'd sit down and say, Mom, you know something about my, Sit down. She'd hold my hand and say, Now, Jesus, we need you. i us feel it. Like is he, is he right here? I've got to kill him in the room. Hairs will come up on your arm. She says, you know that... And she just talked to him like she'd been talking to him all day. You know why? Because she had been. See, prayers are like a pump. And if you work the pump often, you go over there and come back for water, you keep working because that water is just coming up. But some of you pray and it's like a pump. We work it once and we go off and forget all about it. And suddenly we need water. You know, something catches on fire and we come over and hmm, water's not coming up. That's why you, you haven't used it in three months. God... Who is this? I know I talked to you about a year ago. You know, that's us. Wow. You know what? I try anymore. When I pray, I don't even say amen. It's like a phone line. Jesus, I just want you to help me. and Hang right there on the line. I just leave him be. God's going, okay, Edgar. And I go do what I want to. Oh, yeah, Jesus forgot something. Here's the other thing. It's just, I just stay right there with him. I don't want to say amen because that's sort of like when I tell my wife on the phone... Jenny and I, see, I can tell you what she's going to say right here. We've been married so long. See, we're pretty close. Jenny, what do we not say? We never say goodbye on the phone. We say, see you, because we don't like to say goodbye. So if I say, I'll be home in a while, I'll, I'll see you. Okay, don't say goodbye. That sounds, Buh. so don't say, amen. Don't do that. Jesus, I... come on, Jesus, why do we have to say so long? Just stay right here. Okay. I want him walking so close to me he steps on my toes. I want to get under his feet. I don't want Him to leave me. He's real. You hear me out there talking? Wow, that's cool. I didn't know Jesus would be helping me with the effects tonight, Colt, but I'll take him. Let's look at our screen right there. Big blue sky outside. Might be stormy. That's an outside picture, by the way. We have an outside cam. In this big, wide, wonderful world we live in, isn't it nice to remember this? What do you want us to remember, Edgar? I want you to remember it's always good to remember this now. It's always good to remember. Remember what? Oh well, keep watching this. That it's not about it's not about Yeah, you get the idea. It's not about me. You said me and I said me. It's not about me. I don't want to hurt your feelings right here. I'm just thankful that God uses me. Because here is how indispensable I am to God. Fill up a big bucket of water, put your hand down in it, and when you pull it out, see the hole you left? You didn't leave a hole. That's how indispensable I am to God. If I drop over dead right now, his work will continue on. Oh, no, Edgar died. What am I to do? No, God's not going to do that. (laughs) Paul LaRue dropped over of a heart attack. Paul who? Oh, that's right, Paul LaRue. No, Paul, I was picking up. Really, we're nobody. Shh, be right still, because I don't understand what God does this for sometimes. Why did not He stop the bullets when missionaries get killed? I don't know. Why did not He stop that? I don't know. I guess it's just a reminder that He doesn't need us so much. So what am I saying? If He does use you, be grateful. I feel like God's got an all-star team. He's let me play every once in a while. I have no complaints. It's not about me. Watch this. I won't try to explain it this way. Picture this big, beautiful world out here. And a long time ago, a man named... Say who? No. A scientist, early scientist. His name starts with P, but the P is silent. P-T-O-L-O-M-E. What? Ptolemy. Guess what Ptolemy says in the center? Us. Matter of fact, this is us, and watch what's out there rotating around. The sun. And spiritually, it's the same thing. We think we're right here. Jesus just reviles around us. Jesus waits on our beckoning call. Jesus, need something. Oh, wow, that's wrong. Jesus, need another foot washing. Ooh. That's... You might later find out that we're not in the center, and the sun didn't go around us like Ptolemy thought, and we're not in the center. And Jesus doesn't rotate around us. The spiritual sun, Son of God, doesn't rotate around us. Matter of fact, we later found out that this thing was uh, turned out that the view was wrong, and a man named Copernicus said, "You're way off. Sun's in the middle. We rotate around it. That should. That's how it should be." I want you to get in the morning when you pray and say, "God, thank you for just letting me. <laughs> You're the center. Thanks for just letting me rotate around a little bit." Look, could you use me? Could you show me your glory? He says, you really want to see something today? Okay. He loves that when we ask him. He wants you to. Okay. Keep on going, Andy. That view is wrong. Copernicus proved that. Here's what I want to show you what you feel like sometimes. If you look in the Bible, the Bible sort of compares us to ants. You know, we're little bugs. You're about this big. Did you know that? You're about this big. Watch this. In our minds, though, here's what we look like. We think we're... <laughs> oh! Here's the size of the world. This is in scale now. Here's the world. Ready? <clears throat> we think we're it. You're doing God the favor to come to Tapawingo this week. You know what? Be real, real careful right here. The most grateful people are the ones that don't have much. My brother... I Watch this. I'm going to lose you if you don't. My brother came home one time. And he slept on a concrete floor and said, oh, I feel so good. Slept on a concrete floor, slept like a baby. Your brother must be weird. No, he had just come back from Vietnam, being shot at in the mud, up to his knees, had shrapnel in his shoulder that they couldn't remove, being saved having people die in his arms with blood running down. He said one night he went to bed and he said he used to try to clean it off. When he told me this, I went, this is my brother. I, I just didn't even know that side of him. He said, you know, I was talk, call, talking to him on his birthday last year. He said, you know, I came up, one day it would do this, and he said, I remember one day I finally turned around, I looked in the mirror, and I was covered with blood, and he said, I'd got to the point that it did not what? didn't matter anymore. He said, I just lay down, and I, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm just glad to be alive. Blood splattered, people dying all around you. So when he'd come home, we let him, you want to sleep in a bit? No, I think I'll lay down, here. next thing you know, he's asleep. He's sleeping on a concrete floor. He was grateful for a concrete floor because he had been used to what? Well, basically nothing. Being shot at in the mud. He gets to change his clothes once a month. Wow. See, suddenly, if he come in and so, said, Dennis, you get to sleep. That's my brother's name. Dennis, you get to sleep on top of the piano. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Of course, the food guys, we have what we want. We complain, don't we? Oh, air's not working. Why don't you go over in rack and see if air's working? Oh, thank you. Hey, it feels good in here, Edgar. So you just need to be reminded of, it's not like this at all. Matter of fact, if everybody was like what you thought, we wouldn't be enough room on the Earth to hold us all. Because we're, I'm going to talk about a man named Moses. Moses finally had it. If you've got a Bible tonight, I want to show you. You don't even have to look necessarily at Moses. Uh, I'm going to quickly go right through it. I love this story. So one of my favorite stories is in Exodus chapter. Oh, have you not started? Exodus chapter thirty-four. 34. Well, I'm going to get to mine. It's the last thing. Uh, He's going to give you some verses, and we're going to go from there, too. Let's read these first, and I'm going to get into the meat of the message in chapter 34. God has so much more for you. Show me your family album. Okay, watch this. Moses has went up and got these ten things called what? Ten Commandments. And he goes down, and he looks, and there's Aaron and all those guys just doing what? Anything they want to. Worshiping an idol. He gets mad, breaks the tablets. Goes back up the mountain, and he talks to God, and he's going to get some new tablets in chapter 34. By the way, he fasted how long? How many days did they camp there? How long did Moses fast to get the first Ten Commandments? What'd you say? Guess how long he fasted to get the second set? The man hadn't ate for 80 days. And you gripe because you miss a meal. Welcome to the concrete floor. Uh, could I just maybe eat for this sometime this year? No, Moses. Thank you, God. Okay, just thought, <laughs> didn't mean it. Oh, okay, thank you. thank you. We're grateful. Hey, i tell you what, if you don't have a lot, I can read some of you's mind right now. Some of you might come from a place that doesn't get to eat a lot. You said, so that's sad. I'm just saying we all own different economic things. I've had ballplayers before I get out of basketball practice. I open up a trunk to get a guy's bag out one time I hand it to him. He goes, uh, you going to eat those Pringles? I said, no, Jimmy. Uh, do you want them? Sure. My wife, she's giving them to me for a snack. I give them to Jimmy for supper. See, his dad was in prison. His mom didn't like him anymore, so she moved to West Virginia, and Jimmy's sort of staying with different families. He eats Pringles for his supper. And I complained that the hot dogs weren't. Really, I don't. I like burnt hot dogs. But... <laughs> Moses went on top of a mountain, and he said, God, you scared me that you wouldn't go with us. Can I ask you a favor? And God says, Ask away. What's your favor? Please don't ever. Stay behind anymore. Please don't ever say that you want to just drop us right here, because what will all those Egyptians think? You've drove us, you've brought us out of here. I'm gonna ask you a favor. Would you always be with me until we sort of get close to that thing called the Promised Land? God says, "Okay, Moses." You don't realize what Moses just now asked. Would you go with us? Oh, what big deal? It is a big deal because God had made Moses an offer. Moses. Tell you what, why don't you and I just go over and I'll kill everybody else because I'm tired of their stubbornness and ignorance and you and I can just have a new world. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Moses says, no, nope, can't do it. Please don't do that. I want to take everybody with me. You sure? Yep. One time his brother Aaron and his sister Miriam, y'all never fuss with brothers and sisters, but just pretend. Miriam, I know you do. We didn't ask for true confessions. Miriam griped, Aaron griped, and he came up to Moses and said, who do you think you are? you think you get your orders from God? And before Moses could answer, do you know who answered? God. And God says, <clears throat> Miriam, I need to see you outside the tent just a moment. Okay. God had just called Miriam outside. That's sort of like, <clears throat> you know, in school. <laughs> could you please come to the office? The principal wants to see you. What do you always think? The worst. God's just called Miriam outside the tent. Miriam goes out. And God says, Miriam, let me tell you something about Moses. Most people get their orders or revelations or they get theirs from prophets. They get theirs from people that come up and tell them. Moses doesn't get his that way. Miriam, yeah, see there. No. I talk to Moses face to face. He gets his directly from me. Really? Aaron, did you know that? Aaron goes. Boom! Change <laughs> mirror Made Miriam white with leprosy. She just changed white all of a sudden. And frosty the snowmatt. They just danced around her. First Christmas. Why was Miriam punished? She wasn't questioning Moses. She was questioning what? God, how come you left Moses in charge? Miriam, when did I start having an answer to you? Were you there when I spoke the universe into existence? No. Were you there when I made the clouds? Were you there when I made Adam? No. Nope. Are you in charge? No. Nope. Good. You got all those answers? Right. Now get out of the way. And Moses. And you know what? Moses, please don't hurt her, God. He says, Moses, i got to correct her, but thanks for your love. Moses is taken up for the sister that was fascinating. Moses is a great guy. Here's what he asks. God, would you go with us? God answers. My presence will go with you. I'll see the journey to the end. My, what a great request. Moses says: could you make me a great nation? God, would you go with us, please? Sure. Guess what? Click on this next one. He said, I got one other thing for you. God, would you do one other thing? And God's like, Here it comes. He's going to ask me for a million dollars. One other thing. All right, Moses, what is it? Could you could you show me your glory? Wow. Moses, I haven't had anybody ask me that forever. I mean, a long time ago Adam said something about it, and then it forgot. Abraham, maybe, but and no what? Do you really want to see me do something? You know who's up on the mountain with him? Nobody but Him and God. I love this because, see, when I get along with God, I love Annie and Jenny, but when I get along with God, God says, Edgar, you going to see something? Yeah. Yeah." (laughs) Moses says, show me something. And God says, okay, I'm going to pass by you. Is that it? Is that it? I'm only going to let you see my back because if I saw you face to face, I'd have to kill you. You ever heard people in movies like that? Can you tell me this? Oh, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. (laughs) That's what God just now told Moses. If you saw my face, I'd have to kill you. Oh, please don't let me see your face. (laughs) I'll let you see my back. Okay. And Moses steps back. And here's what God tells him. Moses says, would you show me your glory? It just warmed his heart. How many people have... You look through Exodus. How many people have asked God to show him his glory? See, you don't understand. I'd weep if I sat here and thought about this morning. God wants you to ask Him stuff. God, would you save somebody in a room tonight? Like, would you just get somebody on fire? That's what I've prayed today. Why? Because that would be showing us what? Gosh, give Him a chance to shine. Yeah! <laughs> Flex those muscles. God, show me your God. Show me your glory. Here's what His answer was, by the way. I want to just stick this in your mind. You cross, and I'm. Not... if all of y'all are soldiers... Some of you are going to be selected to be Green Beret tonight. How's that? I don't select you. Only God does. There's a select group of soldiers called the Rangers. And God says, do you really want me to show you something? And at, and at decision time, goes, there goes some soldiers, there goes, and there are a few who go, God, I want to be a Ranger tonight because I want to see your glory. He showed me something one day, and it just made me weak. He came over and he says, I want you to do something special for me. And I thought, why do you pick me? He says, bow down. And in my mind, I'm just picturing, I go down on one knee, and he takes a sword and goes on one shoulder, the other shoulder, and he says, I want you to be Sir Edgar for a while. And I can't speak because he lets me come seek you as like you. And I think, why do you do that? He says, as long as you keep thinking that and feeling that way, I'll let you do it. And the moment you think it's all about you, then I won't let you do it anymore. Wow. Has anybody ever felt that way when they've talked to God sometimes? It's just like whoop, He comes over you and it's like, what are you doing? I'm showing you my glory. Wow. Why, why do you let me be a ranger? Because you're different. You don't have to raise your hand. Anybody want to be different? Just think about that. Couldn't want to be a soldier. I'm in God's army. It's not enough for me anymore. When I speak to you, I sort of feel like if I'm in a baseball game... If I do okay, it's a base hit. I don't want to base hit. What do I want pressing every time I speak? Put it over the fence. Why? He used to see glory. We cross a line when we make such a request. When our deepest desire is not the things of God or a favor from God, but rather what? God Himself. Show me something. Not, could you give me lunch money? Oh, God says, quit asking for things. Ask for me. Grandma, could I ask you something? Sure. Can I spend some time with you? Well, sure, honey. Wow. You stay here with me. I used to walk in to see my mama and Jenny, Jenny's got a heart of gold. She said, like, Let me clean up your mom's house. Mom said, No, no, no. Sit down right here. I just want you all to spend time with me. Well, she's in glory now. Are you glad that we sit down and talk to? You? Yeah. You ever had a grandma or uncle or an aunt that's gone now? Aren't you glad you sit down? You can clean her house all time. Go clean it now. But when you got the chance, you better sit down beside them. When you say, God, can I just sit down beside you? We cross a new So Less self-focused, more God-focused. Less about me, more about Him. And the strange thing about it, well, it's a tall request. Guess what? Boom. There it is. Do you see that answer? Put ahead, Andy. Show it. God answers it. Okay. Here's what He does. I'm going to read it straight from the Bible. you got these verses right up. You don't even have to look for them. Here's how it comes straight out of the Bible. Let's read Exodus chapter 33, 19-23. Here we go. Here's the verses. And the Lord said, I will cause all... Stop right there. My good friend Greg Alderman said, all means all and that's all all can mean. Watch this. God is going to show all His goodness. Can you imagine that? If God's a farmer, you say, can you show me a little bit of produce? We're covered in cantaloupes up to here. I got more coming. No, wait! Tomatoes all around. God's going to just dump a truckload of goodness on Moses. Remember... Y'all remember Moses? When the people complained, said, we don't have anything to eat (laughs) bread. I wish we had some meat. (laughs) Said he put quail up to their knees. You can't move, quail. Y'all wanted some meat? Want some lettuce? (laughs) No. (laughs) Want some croquet balls? That's what God would have loved to give them. He's tired of their stubbornness. I'd like to just drop a couple bowling balls on a few of you. You never open your mouth unless you're griping. She just said, give me manna. That's all He wanted. I love it when it rains. It's just God. Show me it's, it's Him. The Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. I am God. I'll do what I want to. Here's the next thing. But, He said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. And then the Lord said, here's how it's going to work. There's a little cleft. That's a crack in a rock. There's a place near me where you may stand on a rock. And when my glory comes by, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock and I'll cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Why did he cover him with his hand? So like exactly, because Moses is like us. Don't look. What? <laughs> oh, that's the way we are. Now, whatever you do, don't touch a stone. That one, yeah. Why do we do that? Because we're in the flesh. We're human. Don't look, Moses. But I, I'll just do this because I know you'll look. Can I just see part of your glory? No, I'll kill you. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go right by you. I'll remove my hand. You'll see my back. My face must not be seen. I wish we could just catch a glimpse of this night. This is my whole message in a nutshell. Moses is hiding like this. You ready, Moses? It's like people scared to death of a roller coaster. You ready to go? Or in my case, I go. I hate roller coasters. My wife loves them, but I hate them. Moses says, I'm ready. And here comes God by you can hear the noise like a rust. Here comes the storm. And Moses is just going like this. And then he sees the hand go, oh! and rock, wind is flying, everything's going, there goes God by. Wow. What is Moses thinking of right at this moment? Nothing but what? God's glory. He probably got his hands up. Yes! I'd hate to interrupt this scene, but guess what people are doing down on the mountain? There's cleaning their nails, watching TV. They don't have a clue that God's up there. They could be doing this too if they would just say, God, do what? Show me your glory. But they're not rangers. They're just everyday soldiers. They don't do anything more than I have to. What do I need to do to get a sea? What do I need to do to pass this class? Seventy. I got a 69.9. You know, you do enough to pass. Quit being like yet. God just goes right by. And then the wind goes back down. Moses goes, He doesn't know, but something happened to him right there. How can you tell you've been with God? What was the result, or how could the people tell Moses I've been with God? Moses says, "I got to go back down and tell people I've just been with God." That's the way it is when you're with God; you just want to go tell somebody. Moses comes back down the hill and says, "Guys, i want... Oh God, Moses! Moses says, "I knew I hadn't shaved, but I mean, what's the problem? Have I got a zit on my nose or something." No, Moses go look in a mirror. He pulled up a mirror and went, "Guess what? His face." Shined. Moses, you've been with God, haven't you? Isn't that great? You can't hide it. You've got to let us. You've been with God, haven't you? Well, yeah, really, I have. I saw his glory. Can I touch him? Nope. His face shined so much that the people were scared of him. They backed up like, oh, Moses. So Moses had to cover his face. Last thing right here. Watch this. A couple of serious questions for you to consider tonight. Number one, does your face shine like Moses' face did? You got the joy of Jesus. In other words, so I don't know. Next question. These get a little bit more convicting. Does your heart shine? Are you really happy with who you are? If I'm ready to go home tonight, if God calls me home, let's go. I'm not being cocky. I'm just being faithful. Number three, have you spent time talking with Jesus and said, "I was up in a room day, and God just sort of hit me," and I went. I was bringing back tears when I was reading this and say, "God, you're doing to me what I want you to do to them." He says, "Just so I let you know, I mean, you really want me to show you something tonight?" Yeah. Okay. Show me your glory. Maybe you need to talk to Jesus right now. Something to consider about this. Let's climb the mountain. Remember, the mountain we started talking about. Moses went up Mount Sinai. Let's climb the mountain to talk to God. And we get up there and we worship God. And you say, what mountain is it? Keep looking and I'll show you. When we pray, we're going to come back down shining. I'll close with this simple story. The Sisters of Laredo and outside, uh, they were in Santa Fe, New Mexico. If you go out there, it's adobe homes. Cactus coming up. Purple majesty sky sinking down. It's a beautiful land. If you go back into the 1800s, you'd hear the hee-haw. Donkeys are braying out there. They're pulling wagons. Everything's going back and forth. And it's a beautiful chap. It's a chapel there. It's the Sisters of Laredo. They've got this chapel. And it's beautiful. Except one thing. If you'd walk in, it's beautiful wood all around. They've got a beautiful choir loft. And they were so proud of it, but there's no way to get to the choir loft. See, when they made it, it's like we're going to figure out something and they never could figure it out. So they finally said, why don't you just stick a ladder up there and let the people go up there? Well, that's sort of mar the ambiance of the whole place. looks beautiful when you put a ladder there. Don't want to do that. So they said, oh, I wish we could... So they climbed the mountain and they started to pray and say, God, give us somebody to come in here. Give us a chance to build that ladder or that stairway. Someplace, that looks, something that looks beautiful so we can go up and sing praises to you. A stranger comes to town, a carpenter. And a carpenter says, I want to try my hand at building that staircase for you. What well, have we got to lose? You go ahead. They leave him be. He's there for eight months. They walk into the chapel one day and the carpenter's gone. Hmm, wanted to thank him. They look and go, two complete 360 degree turns for a stairway going up to the choir loft. There is no visible means of support. It looks like it's self-supporting. It's put together with a fern that that wasn't the wood that wasn't around from that place. They've looked and they cannot find the wood anywhere close by. So he's a stranger from far off, comes and builds a staircase of wood that they cannot find, wooden pegs that hold it all together, no nails, anything like that, all made of wood. It's a strange thing. Guess how many steps get to the quarrel? 33. How many years is Jesus on the earth? They said, we believe a carpenter from far off came and gave us a stairway. A beautiful 360-degree double spiral stairway to get up there, so we could sing praises to God, so we could get up here and see God's glory. That's it. You can go visit that place in Santa Fe. It's like, wow, this is a real place. Yeah, God was real back then. He showed His glory. God's real tonight, and He'll show you His glory. Oh, now the worst time of all for some of you: decision time. What's what's that mean? I got to hurry and get out of here. Oh, okay. Then maybe there's a few of you who want to be rangers. You mean more than just everyday people? Yeah, more than just, God's been a great week, let's go swimming. God's been a great week, let's go do something else. I just want to make sure you say, check yourself out and make sure, is God your Savior? You say, well, I've asked Jesus Christ into my heart. Or maybe you've said, um, I'm not sure. I love it when it rains. How many people believe God's surrounding the place? Oh. You can put your hands down. Mm. Man, if he's not real. How many people do you think he wants to talk to? Everybody. Trouble is, do you want to talk to him? Would you say, God, would, would you show me your family album? God, would you would you tell me a few things that I don't know about? You really want to know? Yeah, I've never asked this. I want to be like Moses. Would you would you show me your glory? Well, I don't have that asked too often. You really want to see something? Oh, I love it. That's all right. Shh. Here's what I ask you: If you want to see His glory up to you. James, book of James, that's his half-brother Jesus, said if you ask him something, he abradeth not. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't say, well, maybe. So you mean the only limit for me getting God's glory is me? Yeah, it is. I just thought I would give you that choice. It's your choice? Yeah. I'm going to close this in prayer. And then if I ask you to I'll probably just give you a song of invitation at the end. And I would love to have you uh, think about something. Forget that everybody else is in the room. And say, can I just come up there and kneel right there and say, God, I want to make sure I'm saved. Would you please forgive me? Make sure I, I, I'd rather make sure than to go to bed tonight and doubt. Just come into my heart. If you never have, ask Him. If you say, it's been a long time since I've talked to him. It's okay. If you haven't worked that prayer pump for a while, it's all right. God primes it. If you just want to come talk to him about anything, it's fine with me. If you say, I'd like to talk to a counselor. Sure. Just tap a counselor and you can come up here and you both pray. You say, well, I don't even want to talk to a counselor. I just want to sit there and talk to God. Hey, that's great. God's the best counselor in the world. If a counselor wants to come up here and pray. If anybody in our area wants to come up here and pray. last one to stick in your mind. A guy by the name of Stephen Curse Chapman said that uh, he thinks God called him to adopt some people. And think, wouldn't that be cool? He he's, did a song about uh, one of these little girls. He said that little girl's hopeless. Sort of like us. And he said he finally went in and they decided to adopt her. And he wrote a song called When Love Takes You In and he said part of that song says, When you think nobody cares, nobody loves. He said, When they went in and got her <laughs> She she clings to him. You know why? Are you gonna leave me too? Are you going to take off? I'll well, tell you what. God, when you get adopted by God, God doesn't ever let go. He won't leave you. You know what he told Moses? I'll go with you. That's the same promise to you. So I'm going to play a little song to let God talk to you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Here, Jesus, I love it when it rains because rain doesn't come from a store. Rain doesn't come from me. Comes from Almighty. If God asks us to be real quiet, that's what I want us to do. We'll just pray. Dear Jesus, please speak to people right now. I'm going to give them a chance to come forward and pray. It's okay. I just thank you're so mighty. I'm going to ask you to do something like Moses. My name differs from his by one letter, but I'm going to ask you the same request. Show me something. And in heaven, when you hear somebody ask that, you say, wow, do you really want to see that? I do. I do with all my heart. Show me something. Get a hold of somebody in this room like you never have. So tough that they can't let go of you. And if they come pray with me, with a counselor, if they just want to sit and talk with you, I just pray that we'd see some decisions made. And that's about all I can ask. Be so mighty we can't help but see you. We'll never be the same after you get a hold of us. In Jesus' name.